Hey, and welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. We're so glad to have you today. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champions Christian Center, and I'm so happy to be hosting you as we talk about all things relationships. It is February, and love is in the air. And so I've brought on the love of my life uh, and my pastor, Pastor Nathan Miller. We're going to be talking about turning things around, that you might be in a position where you feel like your relationship isn't where you want it to be. Is there hope? You might feel hopeless. You might feel trapped. We're going to talk about it all today. Before we get into the subject of relationships, I want to remind you to go to joeymiller.co where you can get podcast notes, where you can get blogs, all things that would be uh, to serve as a resource for you. And don't forget to look for the Mrs. Rev Leadership Podcast coming out once a month on Joey Miller. Uh, podcast. So we're going to jump in today. Welcome, Pastor Nathan Miller. Hey, great to be back with you. I feel like um, this is like, you know, the same time every year I get to come back right now. We talk about <laughs> relationships and love and uh, all that fun stuff. You're so. so good at it, though. You're amazing. Oh, oh. So <laughs> always growing, you know, always reaching higher. So yeah. So if you're new uh, to the podcast or you don't know us, we pastor a church in Pittsburgh, near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania together, and we have uh, five kids and we've been married 21 years. So um, we've had a lot of fun over those 21 years. But, you know, in the midst of the fun, there have been moments and we call them moments because we don't we don't meditate on them. And even to look back on our relationship, they don't even stand out. But moments where it felt like, you know, uh, maybe it was more of a, a difficult season or we felt like are things bad. And so whether you're listening today and you have a great marriage or you're listening today and your marriage is holding on by, you know, just a string, we're going to talk today about ways that you can turn your relationship around. And if your marriage is already good, that is great. Put these principles in practice or keep doing them and your marriage is just going to grow. Your relationship is just going to grow. And stay tuned because at the end of this podcast, we're going to be addressing the singles for just a moment. So today, talking about turning things around, we're going to talk about three points that will help you turn things around in your marriage. Point number one is this. It's being all in. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, I think, you know, being all in, you know, you look at, a lot of relationships, a lot of marriages, uh, you know, people, sometimes they approach it half-heartedly, you know, whether that's um, with their physical health or with, uh, you know, as I said, relationships, whether, you know, it's different things in their career. A lot of times people approach things with a, a casual approach and and uh, that's that's never going to get you the results you want. That's never going to yield you know the the results that you want in your life. So I think really being all in. What does that look like? You know, when you are tested, as your as the topic today is, you know, when you're going through those difficult moments, it's knowing that I'm all in. You know, I'm going to fight for this marriage. I'm gonna um, I'm not gonna just go my own way. I'm I'm really all in. Um, and, and I think for every marriage, you have those testing points. Are, are you all in, you know, those difficult times where, um, you know, maybe you don't really like each other, but you know, you're, you, you still have that love, you know, and you still have that commitment that you made to God. And, uh, those are very real moments that many couples face. And, uh, you know, I think that that moment of saying, you know, what, I'm all in and I'm not going to, and, and being all in really means too, I'm not holding anything back from you. That's good. And we're going to dive into that, you know, and I think being all in is like actually wanting to win 
And some of that comes from setting a vision for your marriage, you know, that you, that you want your marriage to succeed, that where do you see yourself in 10, 20, 30 years? Do you see yourself together? Do you see yourself growing old together? Do you, you know, setting that vision and saying, I'm committed to this vision that I want to win. And some couples simply don't want to win, that they, they're willing to separate, they're willing to go separate ways. They think it's just too hard or it's too far gone. But really speak into that because what does God God's words say when marriage seems hard or when it seems like too far gone. Maybe a woman is listening today and she's like, you know what? I've tried everything. I'm at my wits end. I don't even know if my marriage is salvageable. Yeah. You know, you look at what God calls us to do. You know, the covenant that we make is a three-way covenant. It's not two ways. It's not just between uh, a man and a wife. It's between uh, God, a man and a woman. And God is the center. He's the focus. He's really the one leading and guiding you both. Uh, into what what is going to be a successful marriage. But, you know, one of the things that you see when people aren't in is they put up, you know, walls. They put up, uh, maybe someone made a mistake. Maybe there's a lack of forgiveness. Maybe there's a lack of trust. It's a valid point. Um, but when walls go up, we're really not all in. And we have to find a ways, if you're, if you're listening today and you've put some walls up and maybe you're not allowing your spouse into certain areas of your life or your heart, um, that to me is a sure sign you're not all in. Um, but it's learning to identify what, why is it that I'm not talking about this? Why, why is it, um, this area constantly is a strain in our relationship. And it's usually because one of the two people or sometimes both are not all in. And so, you know, when you're both all in, you'll fight for something, you'll, you'll battle it out and, and you'll, you'll get through you know, whatever it is, it's difficult. But, you know, I think it's learning to, to say, you know, there's not one area of my life, and this is how you and I operate, um, there's not one area of our lives that, that we're not completely all in and transparent and open. Um, we don't have, like, separate parts of our lives that are, you know, um, you know that we put up walls or um, there, there is a transparency, there's an openness, there's an all-in mindset. Um, that we are never going to be separate. Um, we're never going to get divorced. We're never going to, um, you know, do things that would harm this relationship because we're all in. And, and, and when you have that mindset, um, there's a, there's just a settling. There's a, there's a peace over your relationship. And there's a, there's also like, then you just really enjoy things when you're all in. That's right. You know, and I, I love what you said about like sometimes we put up barriers and one of those barriers comes from the fear of being hurt by that other person. When you're in a relationship with somebody, when you're married to somebody, uh, it's a very intimate, it's a very vulnerable place to be. So if you've been hurt before or if you've been betrayed or there is mm-hmm. unforgiveness, it's important to go to the Lord about those things, to take your uh, your issues unto him. And really, you know, as a woman, especially like that vulnerability, like I know that God has my back. I take everything to him. So I can put my wall down knowing that if my husband hurts me, you know, it's not him that I'm seeking my wholeness in, that that I can go to the Lord. So really, when you learn to do that, it's easier to put your walls down and be more vulnerable because I'm not I'm not putting all my trust in my husband, even though I love him and I'm vulnerable towards him. But but I'm putting my heart in the in the hands of the Lord. So um, when you do that and you can operate in things like forgiveness, that trust can be rebuilt again, that the relationship is salvageable. So um, it's really learning that uh, in order to have a good marriage and to move forward and want to be all in, some of those walls 
all of those walls have to come down. And that doesn't mean you you just stay in an abusive relationship, but it does mean if there's areas that have called, caused you to be in self-protect mode or uh, to put a wall up, that you start to have those conversations, that you start to trust in the Lord in a way that those walls come down and you become vulnerable towards one another again. Because if not, it becomes a you versus me thing mm-hmm. versus a, a we thing. This is how I'm feeling. This is how this makes me feel. How can I serve you better uh, kind of conversation? So, yeah, you know, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. You know, love really, you know, when you look at the definition of love, um, it's patient, it's kind, uh, it keeps no record of wrong, and love is enduring, you know. So, uh, when you look at the nature of that, that's the nature of God at work in our lives. And, And again, keeping no record of wrong can be a major trip up. Um, that's causing dysfunction in a marriage. And, you know, we've seen that. Um, We've uh, had battles in our own lives where we've had to uh, forgive, um, whether that was like an outside thing trying to kind of come in between us or whether that was something, you know, uh, a mistake or, or one of us having a moment or someone saying something they didn't really mean. Whatever that looks like, you know, it's that love that says, you know what, I... I'm going to choose to be all in. I forgive you. I'm moving forward because this relationship um, is a God thing. That's right. That's good. Okay. Point number two is this. If we're going to turn things around in our relationships, our marriages, we're going to have to highlight the good. And I want to talk about this because it's really easy to highlight the bad that your spouse can very quickly become public enemy number one. But let's talk about highlighting the good. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's really just looking at each other's strengths, recognizing I'm not trying, I'm not called to uh, get you to conform to, to look like me. Um, our human nature um, is we have preferences. We like things a certain way. And that's, you know, that's a good thing. But uh, when taken out of context, we can actually we're, get to a place where I've seen couples, they're, they're really just trying to get their spouse to, to look, to mm-hmm. act, uh, to be just like them. Um, they, they see their, their weaknesses as annoyances, and they tend to highlight the, the weaknesses over the strengths. And, you know, if you're going to be with somebody for any amount of time, you know, more than more than uh, a few weeks, you're going to begin to see their weaknesses, but you're also going to see their strengths. And that choice of like, I'm going to, I'm really going to celebrate uh, my spouse's strengths. This is what they do well. Instead of saying, you know what, that they're not like this, or they're, I wish they were more like this, or, um, you know, it, it's learning to say, you know what, these are the th- these are the qualities that I love about them. And many times God will put you together with somebody that complements uh, the areas where you need to grow in uh, to make you better. I mean, you make me better. You know, your strengths uh-huh. and who you are um, you make, make me, me better. So much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, and I think that's part of that's uh, just being humble enough to be like, you know what? God knew I needed you. Yeah. And he knew my shortcomings as far as the areas where I need to grow and develop. And uh, he put me together, uh, you know, with somebody that's going to together, we're going to go so much further than we could as individuals. And uh, that goes back to the all-in mindset. You know, God, if, if you really believe your marriage is from the Lord, and once you say, I do, then, then you, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, you cross over into that mindset where whatever it is, you know, that you're facing, 
is not that big, is not too much for you to handle. And together you can accomplish it. But I think that moment of like um, seeing what you do, I love, um, and, and the the longer we're together, the the deeper my love for you and your uniqueness and your personality becomes. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of trying to control somebody or um, control maybe their strengths or making them like you, if you learn to just celebrate who they are, um, it, it'll make you better. It'll make the marriage better. And, uh, you know, I love, you know, the strengths about you. You're very visionary. You're very... Uh, unique in that sense of like you could walk in a room and see you know what the maximum potential of that room or that building or that space or um, and that translates into a lot of different areas but there are so many you, you know your creativity and um, just your eye for excellence all those things you know when I see those I just love to celebrate them and I find the more that I celebrate them uh, actually the more ben- it benefits me in our marriage. That's so good. I mean, you could focus on how I tear into boxes and envelopes and I'm like <laughs> a wrecking ball, but uh, I'm not neat in particular. But, uh, you know, I love that. And, you know, I love 1 Corinthians 13. That's kind of a thematic verse. And a lot of times we read that and it's easy to think about our spouse and what they're not doing in 1 Corinthians 13. But 1 Corinthians 13 is something that I measure myself by, you know, and one of the things it says is love protects. And really highlighting the good is protecting your marriage, protecting your covenant, protecting your relationship, Mm -hmm. but also protecting and honoring your spouse. You know, there's nothing worse than uh, when you're scrolling through social media and you see a wife like, uh, you know, completely throwing her husband under the bus for his weaknesses. And, and, you know, whatever, whatever you choose to highlight is what's going to grow in your life. So you're going to focus on it and it's going to actually eventually define you. So if you're always talking about how horrible your husband is, how he doesn't measure up, why he doesn't do or your wife doesn't do, then, then that's, what's going to be the defining factor of your relationship. But when you kind of uh, put those things to the side and you say, love protects, and I'm going to believe God's going to call them into everything that they need to be. uh, And you focus on the good things and call them out in them, then you see those things start to grow in your spouse. So right now you could be listening and you could be like, my marriage is not perfect. My spouse is not perfect. Well, you know what? That's okay. You keep believing and praying for them and calling them into the good things. Start even if it's one thing that you can choose to highlight about them. Start to highlight that. Start to focus on that. Start to speak into that. And you're going to see life come back to your marriage. That's so good. And you, you think about it, you know, everything starts in seed form. You know, if you, it, nothing just happens overnight, you know, um, marriages don't fail overnight. Um, adultery, that doesn't just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. You know, these negative things that impact marriages, uh, you know, financial disaster doesn't happen overnight. None of these things happen overnight. Everything starts in seed form. So if you can learn to recognize, um, hey, you know what? I'm not really celebrating them. I'm tending to pick them apart or I find myself being annoyed by them. Or um, if you learn to recognize it, then that thought that comes to you in seed form, if you feed it, and you start to speak into it, it's only going to grow. You know, if, you, if you're always talking about where your spouse, uh, you want to see them grow and you're annoyed by them, at some point you're going to begin to resent them. That harvest is going to be that you resent them and you, you know, you end up looking other places or you end up, 
you know, bailing on your marriage. And so, you know, the same is true on the opposite. If you look to, to their strengths and you feed those things and you keep speaking to that, they're going to keep keep rising. They're going to keep going further and they're going to keep being a blessing to you. And your marriage is going to get stronger and stronger. So everything starts in seed form and look at what it is around you. Look at what are the areas of strife in your marriage right now that you need to uproot? Because you probably fed those one way or another, whether it was a negative thought or um, whether there is a pattern of strife in your relationship. Um, you probably at some point that started with a thought and you fed it. Now it's a harvest that you've got to deal with. That's so good. That's so good. You know, and I think it brings hope today that you might not be able to control your spouse. You might feel like your relationship is out of control, but you can control this point that you can start making the change in this area and start sowing the right harvest. So be encouraged today. Highlight and speak into that thing. Point number three in turning your marriage around is thanks and gratitude. And this is such an important point. And, you know, I remember looking back uh, at one point in my life, you know, we had five kids and, um, you know, I was hormonal and I was, uh, you know, overweight and I was, we were poor probably at that time. And I remember thinking back, um, being in that point in my life and thinking like, I'm just so mad at my husband all the time. Like, why am I just so mad? And, you know, that was manifesting in like the way I would treat him or the way I would talk to him. And, you know, it wasn't until I really took this principle of thanksgiving and gratitude that it, it changed our marriage, not in a way that it changed anything about him, but it changed my perspective. And perspective is a powerful thing. And, um, you know, if you've ever lost someone near and dear to you, you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, And you think, oh, man, what, what do I wish I would have done in that relationship? What do I wish if I had that person back that I would have treated them or, or, or acted or what do I wish I would have t- to, to tell them? And when you um, take that and you apply it, not in a morbid way, not in an anti-faith way, but I think, you know what, looking back upon my life when we're old and gray, what do I wish I would have done uh, in my uh, 40s with my husband? What do I wish I would have said to him? You know, every day, what are the things that I don't want to regret showing my love to him? And when you live in that kind of perspective, you're overwhelmed with gratitude and thanksgiving and you're marriage in that person becomes absolutely priceless and precious to you and that manifests uh, in, in the way your relationship responds. So why don't you speak into that for a second? Yeah, you know, just the expression of, of gratitude and thanks, you know, is, is something that even when you look in the Word of God, is something that God values and esteems so highly. Uh, matter of fact, he said, you know, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And so, you know, if that's how we're to approach God, we should be approaching our relationships in a healthy way with gratitude and thanks. You know, one of the things, um, uh, you know, you'll do it from time to time. I think it's, it's, I always love when you do it, not because it's for me, because it's a bigger principle of teaching our kids, but, you know, maybe it's after a meal, we went to a restaurant and, You'll 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 tell the kids, you know, hey, make sure to thank your father um, for this meal, and and uh, or or you know, uh, there'll be times where uh, you know, even at Christmas, um, you know, if the kids come and say thanks, and I'll, well, you know, thank thank your mother too, and um, or or even the relationship we have, you know. Um, you know, hey, thanks for doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I really appreciate how, you know, excellent you keep our house. I really appreciate you going the extra mile with this project or whatever it might be. There's that expression. And what I find is when there is a healthy level of gratitude and thanks, um, it makes it very hard for the enemy to get into a relationship. That's good. Because think about it. When you're thankful 
and you have gratitude towards somebody, it shows you honor and esteem them. And one thing that honor and esteeming does is it never allows disunity, discord, or dissension in a relationship. Because you, you highly esteem. And when you highly esteem something, you highly protect it. That's why when I, when I operate with the gratitude and thankfulness, I can't think the negative thoughts. I can't, I don't, my heart is positioned in a way of honor and esteem and releasing that gratitude. And, you know, look at it like this, you know, gratitude grows. When you have that gratitude towards someone, it'll grow your relationship. And then you'll find that nothing is able to get between you two. Even when you have a disagreement or you see something differently, um, that principle of gratitude really kind of flows into the principle of honor where you are honoring one another and uh, and then you you really look to to hear one another out instead of fighting it out. That's good. That is so good. You know, and I find in my life so many times, like I feel like overwhelming gratitude. Like I'll be thinking that was really nice that he did that. I appreciate it. And uh, never take it to the next step of letting it come out of my mouth. So, you know, let it be free with your with your gratitude. Like express it often. Thank your husband for taking out the trash. Thank him for, uh, you know, coming home and spending time with you. Thank him for the little things. And as you do that, you know, you're going to see that not only does does it please the Lord and there's unity in your relationship, but it's, it's going to make him want to do those things more to see that he's appreciated, he's esteemed. And so it's really a great way to add to your relationship. And um, so we're going to, wrap up here just with talking to our singles for just a minute talking about turning a bad relationship good if you're listening today and you're not married if you're not in a covenant with that person we want to go over some principles that you can kind of measure your relationship by to say does my relationship need turned around or does it need to be cut off so we're going to take a couple quick principles uh, that we're going to talk about with you today if you're in a bad relationship and you're not married i want you to ask yourself this question is this person the person that I'm believing God for. Do I have a list? If you don't have a list, make a list of your top five priorities. And one of those should be uh, a man uh, that is of the same faith that's able to lead you in the things of God. And what are some other characteristics that maybe they want to look at as a list of creating a prayer list that they're believing God for in that spouse? Now, remember, nobody's perfect, but you want to get maybe the top three to five things right as a priority for the person that you're believing God for. Yeah, you know... um, the the second most important decision you'll ever make in your life is your spouse. You know, the first is your decision to serve Christ. And then the third would be where you attend church, you know. Um, so the second most important decision you'll ever make is connected to that person. So, you know, I think sometimes we, we highlight so much um, exterior elements uh, of somebody. And, and we, you know, obviously you want to be attracted, you should be attracted to somebody. But what you want to look at is, is someone's character, you know? Um, uh, and that really comes down to me as, as, uh, are they, is the spouse you're looking for, are they a man or a woman of God, you know? Um, and are, are they a person that is committed to the house of God? You know, uh, these are signs to me, um, that they're willing to be led by God. And, you know, especially as a woman, you want a man that's willing to be led by God and by his spirit, uh, because that'll lead your marriage into greater things. If they're not willing to submit to God and to his word and to, uh, and be in the house of God, then, then you don't want to be with somebody that's not willing to be led by God. And so I think you look for, for, um, what is their love for God look like? Um, 
The second thing is, uh, you know, are they a person of character and integrity? Um, if they're true to you and, and true to themselves, um, then that's going to build a healthy, long, sustainable uh, marriage. Um, and then, you know, do they have vision? Do they have, um, do they know their assignment, their purpose? And uh, these are just some key indicators right off the bat that, um, you know, to look for in a relationship. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people base so much of their lives and even it comes into relationships off of what they see in the natural, you know, oh, that person there, you know, that guy's handsome or this lady's pretty or whatever that might be. And we base it so much that really what you want to look for is the character. Um, and, and, you know, you don't have to, it's not like you have to give up one or the other, but those things need to be in place. Um, I, I believe those are three important keys. That's so good. You know, a lot of times people think once I get married, everything magically becomes good. So if you're in a relationship and it's bad and you're fighting all the time or in your relationship and you're unequally yoked, meaning that you're not in the same place of faith, we think, oh, once we get married, everything will just magically fall into place. And that's not the case. And so really take time and pray. Uh, take it before the Lord and uh, really decide, is this relationship need turned around or does it need terminated? So, um, but we know that God has his best for you. Uh, we pray that your marriages thrive in 2021 to keep hope, to keep doing the right things. God's plan is to prosper your marriage, to prosper your family, and to prosper your life. So we love you so much. Until next time, we will talk to you on the Joey Miller Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, talk to you soon.